Our hearts have been with people in Eretz Yisrael, so it's just had less time for that. You know, Davani is just taking long. It's interesting that, you know, the last thing that you do is what, since you say Tehillim after davening, it's like you're thinking about Eretz Yisrael when you leave. That's really what, that's what I find, you know, like, it's on our, on our minds. Okay. Let me get the right page here. We're at the Mishnah. Um, okay, the Mishnah on Mem Chesam and Bay is 48b. Uh, we've had some of these cases before. Uh, we're still in damages. Uh, this is, um, we keep in mind that legally a person's liable for all damages, but there are only some that you could sue for. Some are, are indirect and uh, you can't sue in an actual court, even though you probably, <coughs> you should pay back. Here we're talking about where somebody did unintentional damages. And we've always had that what's unintentional. Now, the problem, though, is um, it's not that he didn't mean to fight and he didn't mean to throw the blow, but he wasn't aiming for his wife. He hit him, you know, or the... It's interesting, is it? From the Torah, it looks like the wife was always helping out in these matches, you know. <laughs> just, uh, you know the, she's nearby, like the... Just... Uh, just uh, there's this case and the case where she, she hits him below the belt. And, and so, but anyway, you have the ox that was intending to uh, hit the man, and the man gets out of the way, and uh, his pregnant wife gets whacked, and then she miscarries. Since the ox did not, was not trying to harm this woman, uh, it was unintentional, so you can't sue for the monetary loss of the pregnancy. Uh, and uh, now that's with an animal. But if there was a man that was trying to beat up his friend, and then he missed and he hits the wife, that's different. The liability for a human is different. Uh, the human has to pay for the, the loss of the child. Fine. So there's a difference in, uh, again, in general, when animals damage, that's what animals do. It's like, you know, it's like the, you kind of, what does that have to do with me? My, you know, that one animal fights with another, you know, animal is human, like, but we give liability if the animal intends to harm. If you have an animal that's attacking. Um, but the Kiddush here is, even though it's trying to harm the man, it's, you know, and it had harmed the man, it would have paid, but it didn't harm the man. He got out of the way and it whacked the woman, so we're saying they're the animal's exempt, but a, a person would be liable even for that. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that was his friend, but okay, his fellow ox. More like some Right, so it was going to go in spite. Thank you. That's right. Okay, so that's the first part of the mission. Next, all right. In the in the case, mm -hmm. just a question on the first wording. How, how does the Beistin assess if, if, if the ox is having intention of to gore another ox? We don't can't tell what the intention is. I mean, it's not. We're, let's say the cases where there are several. You know, it's not just one ox and another ox in the field by themselves. I mean, we're talking about. You know, the ox obviously is there with, with the woman oh, because there are multiple yeah. things, people, animals that are in the field at the same time. Mm. So how do we assess what the kaban is, so to speak, of the ox? So we don't have our animal experts not here yet today yet. 
I'm wondering if goring is a specific action that, you know, it, it wags its tail, it puts its head down, it stamps its feet, and it, you can, it's in goring mode. Yeah. It, no, you can tell that it was trying to attack. It, no, 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 no. I, I understand that, but that's not my question. The question is how do, can we tell if it's intending to gore another ox? Or it's intending to, like, who it's intending Oh, I said, how do you know who's... Well, it's because the other ox slighted him, and so he was, you know, that's the... Okay. Uh, that's a good... I, I see. Right, how do you know who he's aiming for? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... I, I don't... Anybody have... You hear what Richard's asking? I, that's a good point. He's saying how... He, he's, he's accepting that maybe you know that the ox intended to harm, but how do we know... That it, it was going to harm the, um, uh, the 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 fellow ox and not the woman. How do we know? How how do we know that? Um, maybe the woman wasn't visible. Maybe but, she wasn't there, right? She was, she, she was walking, She walked in just as the other behemoth moved out of the way. And, and the ox quickly moved out of the way. In other words, it was charging at that ox. No, or the, that the these right. two oxen are. But you'd have to have some kind of prior proof. Let's say these oxen were like fighting with each other. And it was it was charging that ox, and then the ox moved out of the way, and then you saw. But I think Richard, you're right. It would be difficult to prove. You'd have to see a whole scenario to know if that's true. Michael, we were asking, would you know? Can you tell when an animal's trying to gore? At a particular target. At a particular, like I like. Don't have, I don't have any anything that does that. You can see on a bull. Mm. When he's a little bit anxious, you can definitely see that. Time to move out of the way. And they raise their heads so fast that anything in their way is just going to get annihilated. That's really what it is. But mm. if they had horns, I would assume that's what happens. I don't. Uh -huh. Okay. They do have. They have personalities, though. That's what's yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is the owner of an ox believed to say that your ox gored my ox? Do we believe the other owner? Uh, it's like anything. You'd have to have some kind of proof. I mean, usually the case is you have a dead ox nearby or an ox that's damaged. Um, you, I, I believe there are witnesses to the whole thing. There, there should be witnesses to it, I, I believe. That's what... These oxen have horns. Mm -hmm. right, it wouldn't take much to swing their head like, it just occurred to me, swing their head like this, miss an ox and a woman is there, mm -hmm. and slice right through her belly. Uh -huh. That's realistic. Uh-huh. You're saying it's not a, a uh what's it's not like you're pointing at you know, what they want Israel to do with the bombs where it just, just it's hits the, it's not targeted. It's not no, targeted. No, it's just they're just shaking their head. Uh -huh. Like these longhorns, right? They're shaking their head and the racks far out. They could easily miss uh -huh. miss something that's gonna hit it and just go uh -huh. past it. Long range missile. Well, okay. Uh, All right, that's a good point. Okay. Moving on. Next issue. So uh, now the woman has been damaged. She lost her, her, her uh, babies, her pregnancy. So how do we figure out how much that is worth? So just, it's interesting. We've had a few cases where the formula you use to figure out the loss has been debated. And depending on the formula you use, you'll come up with different numbers. And so this is here also. So he says, if you figure out comma. How much was the woman worth as a pregnant woman uh, before she gave birth? 
if you were to buy one on the slave market. Kami Yafa, and how much would she be worth now? Yafa is a strange word. It doesn't mean worth. It doesn't? I don't think it does. It means how pretty. I don't believe the art school says how pretty. I know. That's what the art school says worth? It's still a weird thing because you would think that you would value the offspring as the potential of the offspring. I think that's what they do in law, don't they? They figure out how much... But it, it's a question of... Uh, it's an unborn human life, but it's a potential human life. Right. But so it ends up being, though, on the, on the slave market, if you were to buy, a, how much would you pay more for a, a woman that was pregnant than with a woman that wasn't pregnant? Or the, the, <laughs> yeah. So Omer Shin Gamliel, Omer Shin Gamliel says, Im kein um, Once a woman has given birth, um, she increases in value. So it, it, on the slave market, the, uh, one important thing, uh, sometimes they bought slaves just uh, to uh, be like rabbits, to produce other slaves. That's, that's the whole purpose, is to, uh, you know, it's, it's cheaper to uh, raise your own, have your own slave little kitties and, and have them than it is to buy them on the market. So often, uh, so a certain percentage of women uh, don't get pregnant easily and don't have little slave babies easily. And so once a woman has already given birth, so that tells you she doesn't have fertility problems. And... Um, one thing, you know, today, a good 15% of women can't give birth without a C-section safely because there's just, they're small bone and it's just, not, babies won't come out well. And uh, there's just, in the ancient times, a huge percentage of women would die in childbirth. Uh, and today, it's, a lot of that's avoided because they take the baby through a C. They can predict that she's going to have trouble and take the baby out. Today, what's their C-sections are like 20, 30% or something like that. Or the, but before you had that as a good option, it was very, very dangerous. Um, so the fact that you knew that this woman uh, was, you know, was effectively a good baby machine, so um, that's, uh, it's going to skew the way of estimating. But we'll see in the Gemara. Ella, he says you use a different formula. Ella, Shamanes, we're not... It's not really fair to look at a pregnant woman and the loss of the babies and then uh, look at her as what a slave would, who could bear children. That's a separate issue. We just want to know what the loss of this particular woman, how to fully uh, pay her for that loss. Uh, you, you look at the cost that people would pay for a young, uh, to buy a, a baby or to buy, what's that worth? And that goes to the husband. The main lehambal. And if there is no husband, no son of then it goes to his heirs. Haisa Shifkov and Ishtachra. Now, what happens uh, if this woman was, uh, wasn't married? She was a maidservant and now she was freed, Ogioris. And uh, there was no one to give the money to, so Pater. Then you're Pater. So a heifer is worth less money than a cow on, on the auction for that very exact reason. Because a cow is a proven deal. It's had a baby. No issues, blah, blah, blah. A heifer, you, you don't know what... what What's a heifer? A heifer's a younger one. A, a virgin cow. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the same exact thing. That's what, that's what the Gemara is... That's what Shigalia was saying, right? Uh, right that's right. right. Okay, let's see the Gemara. So, time... Uh, um, it's certain Gomorrahs you have to kind of put the politically correct part aside. Like the, this, this is one of them. That, but I, what I would say is that you, there is probably classes on why that is. But basically, the money doesn't go to her, it goes to her husband. Uh, the, the fact that she would have had a child, 
Now, it also happens to be because the husband is, is uh, paying the bills of the family and he's responsible for the money, but it, it typically would go to the, uh, the, the loss would be to him, and so he would be the one who would, uh, uh, would get that money. And if there is no husband, uh, uh, and then there's, the, it could be it would go, there, they wouldn't have to pay it. So but let's see the Gemara. Is, is this a Canaanist or an Ephriah? A Canaanist. Right. The, well, she can, she, either way, once she's freed, She's, she's, she doesn't have a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the trick. That's the trick. She doesn't. Yeah. That's right. Um, and she's, um, you know, and, and she died. And, well, he, and she didn't die. She lost her child. And so the question is, do you have to pay? Does it go to the husband? Does it go to her? Um, there is a rush. Well, uh, let's move on. Time it is Kavan Lechavero. Really, would, but I'd like to, that's an idea that you need to do for homework. But anyway, time it is Kavan Lechavero. The reason... Uh, that you don't have to pay is the ox was shooting for its body. But if it was trying to attack the woman, so then then the ox would pay damages. This is a proof not like that if they try to attack a pregnant woman, they're putter. We're saying that the only reason you're putter in the mission is because they weren't trying to, they were trying to attack their fellow ox, not a woman. What's he going to do with the Mishnah? So he says he agrees. Really, I'm correct that even if they intended to harm the woman, they wouldn't have to pay. I, why did our Mishnah learn that they were, were, had a different intention? Why did we learn they were f- focused on the other rocks? For the, we wanted to be uniform in the case I did the because another case is coming up with Adam Shaimus Kavan Lechavera, where a man was was uh, trying to hit another person. But really, at Ox, it makes no difference whether it was trying to hit the woman or another person. The Hachik Sivkra, because for a man, that's what the pasuk was referring. So therefore, Tanirish Nami Shoimus Kavan Lechavera. So the the inference that we were trying to make is not really a good inference because the Mishnah said that case only to be uniform, but not to make the inference. So really, according to Ravada Barava's view, even if the oxen tended to gore the pregnant woman, uh, it would oxen don't pay for fetus damage. Okay. Omer Papa Shorshin um, uh, he said, Omer Papa Shorshin if an ox gores a maid servant and she loses the baby, Misham de Mevlaras. What's the reason for that? For what? That the ox doesn't pay for fetus damage. That's Rabbi Barabbas did. That's what he holds. So there are two Is opinions about that. Uh, so where did he get it from? So we had him on Membe's Ahmed Aleph, 42a. Which was just a week ago, but I should have remembered it. Um, <laughs> you know, a week in Dafyomi is like a lifetime. Like, yeah, it's like what? That's ancient history. Yeah. Um, I think it has to do with the Pasuk Bala Shor Naki Vlados. He says that the the owner of the uh, so he learns out from a Pasuk that you don't pay um, it's uh, Ravada Brav is actually at the bottom of that page um, I, I don't remember it in a nutshell but he had a lima that he learned um, that, I, I found it Pasuk says, Bal Hashor Naki. Mm-hmm. That he's, that they're absolved from pain for miscarriages caused by their oxen. 
Right, right. Um, once you have a pasuk, we don't need to come up with the logic. It just means the Torah, you know, just in that case, there's no liability. Okay. Uh, back to the mark. Um, so, uh, a new halacha. Omar Repapa. Shor Shinogas Ashifka. An ox scores a maidservant, Yosuda, and she loses the baby, Mishalm's may blood. Even though it's just a slave, you got to pay. My time up. So, now you might argue over here it's not a free person. It's a person who's not keeping mitzvahs, and so her babies wouldn't have kept mitzvahs. They're, they're on, it's on the chain. Uh, this uh, servant was not a high level uh, kind of person, and still you got to pay for the, uh, the child. Why? So that's the answer. It's property damage. Uh, that's exactly what Gemara means. It's just like if you had a pregnant donkey, wouldn't you have to pay? Uh, pregnant donkey, a pregnant woman, pregnant. Whatever you want to say that it's not going to produce a highly intelligent, uh, well-functioning person uh, that's a uh, that's going to improve society, but it's just going to. Uh, uh, produce another slave. It's still it's still property damage. That's what the Gemara really means. Okay, moving on. So how do you pay uh, the value of the? Uh, how do you figure it out? So now we get into that formula. Shvlachvados. Shouldn't it say the word uh, the the value of vlados? Rashi shvlachvados shehem mishapchenes isha. Really, we, we're talking about the woman here. The woman is the one that was harmed. These babies aren't born. There, there's a value to a woman ha- being pregnant. Uh, there's an increase in value to a pregnant woman over an unpregnant woman. And this ox made this woman unpregnant. So the, you, what you need to do is, is bring her back to the value that she had before as a pregnant woman. So shouldn't have said it like that. That's what it means. How do you figure out? How much she was worth before the Kami Yafa and how much is, would she be worth now? He said, uh, when a woman gives birth, she increases in value. But what Rishim Gamliel's point is, isn't so clear from his words. What is he saying here? So Amar Rabba said, I can explain him. This is what he means to say. Would a woman be worth more before she gives birth, than she would after she gives birth? That's not true. A woman is actually worth more after she's a proven commodity. As Michael was saying before, that once they, they give birth, you know, the, so Ella, that, so this formula is going to be skewed. If you do it that way, if you take her value afterwards, she brings in more, even though she's lost a child, because at that point, she's a woman who's given birth. They don't want the fact that she's worth more to play into what the offspring is worth by itself. So That's that right. That's exactly right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I see that. So what do you do, Shaman? She, she she's not a proven commodity yet. So she lost the baby. How do you know that the baby would have been? Right, that's, been that's also, that goes yeah. into the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the formula is skewed, is what he's saying. You got to use a, you got to use an exact. So what do you do? Shamanus of Lotus for You figure out what do people pay for baby, you know, babies, and you give that to the husband. Time in Amiyaki, we live like this also. As a woman worth more 
afterwards before she's worth more than she gave birth you figure out what the what the babies would be worth and you give them to the husband um, I suppose vlados is plural right does that mean in case there were twins or uh, you know, it's just I'm not sure why. You know, as a, as a vlad, maybe offspring, in general. offspring in general. Yeah, uh, uh, So that was one way to interpret Rishin Gamliel. That that his point was that, that you needed a formula that just addresses the value of the children without addressing the value of the woman who gave birth already and didn't give birth. So Rava has a different. Uh, he learns it a little bit differently. Rava Omar Hakitani. This is what it means to say. The point here is not the, the problem with the formula. The problem is who gets the money. He says, there's a woman who gives birth and has an increase in value. Is that only to uh, the husband? And she has no uh, value in herself. Um, he says that the woman definitely has a percentage it's true that the husband would have had future workers that were born that would help out in the family business, you know. In those days, they wanted to have, they needed to have lots of kids to help around on the farm. When the parents get old, that was their social security, was they could have kids to run the business. So that's, that was a value to the husband that the kids would be born that would take over uh, later. But that's, uh, that's to the husband, but isn't there value to the woman herself that she... Uh, she gained weight, and uh, that she has the. Uh, um, they viewed that as a positive thing, the gaining of weight, and that she that, uh, she was robust, and she had the. Uh, uh, the 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 She doesn't have any increase in value, so he says you're right. He says it goes. Some goes to the woman. Shemnas of Lotus, You figure out that as far as the future babies that born, that goes to the husband. But the increase in value in the pregnant woman that you split. So this is a nuanced uh, type of thing. Let's look. Um, let's look in Rashi. Hello, Isha Mishabakas. A woman improves. Well, that's not. This is um, this is saying that that uh, the the value goes. Well, there is, there's a one-line Rashi over here also. They improve the woman. Uh, that she, in order to uh, become pregnant, she was at a certain health and at a certain level, and now that she's lost the child... Um, yeah, there is a Rashi here. Let's look at that Rashi. Rashi, it's right in the middle of the page. How much was she worth as a pregnant woman before she gave birth? That she lost the child. The damage to the woman wasn't included in this estimate. All you're looking at was the loss of the babies. But there's a loss to the woman. First of all, she was injured. Before she was full, and now she's empty. It's an injury. There's a rule also, whether it's in, the, in areas that are hidden or areas that are seen. Basically, there's a, an injury claim here. Besides future children, there's, the, there's an injury claim here for the, the, the losing of that pregnancy. Mishnah's not discussing that. 
So what? I mean, that's that's a, that's a subject for another mission. So that was your Shem Gamliel's argument. Shouldn't you include that over here? Shouldn't you mention the, what the woman gets? Um, but shouldn't shouldn't there be a mention of that? So he his he has a formula that she gets <coughs> part of it. Okay, back to the Gemara. Uh, I'll start it again. Rav Amhaki, this is what it means to say. Does the woman who gives birth only go to the family? And she has no uh, personal besides the fact that she was going to bring uh, children into the world, wasn't, didn't she have a, an injury claim here? You're right. You pay the husband for the future children. And the increase in value of being pregnant and, and uh, the loss that she had from the injury, they split that. Does it only go to the, uh, to the husband? Was there no increase to her? You figure out the damages and the pain and suffering. And you split that. Is that damage that's your chayat when there's a born going on? Correct, yeah. There is? Oh, I thought, I thought that type of stuff wasn't part of um, a gore. Um, this is kind of like Busha kind of a This step. is where it intended to, to get the woman. Oh, you're asking about the pain. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the words, uh, that's, that's a great... Usually it's only when a, man, a human damages a human that you pay. Besides yeah, exactly. damage, you pay for... <coughs> why does it use the word pain here? It, it, I don't believe it maybe really means pain. It means the other things. Maybe that's what Rabbi Shimon Magdalena is. That's, maybe that's where these querying... Rashi, there is a Rashi here. I believe Rashi was bothered by that, Michael, but I'm not sure what his answer is. It's the first wide-line Rashi. Vitsar so Veniska Dahaka. Rashi says, we're not talking about pain. He's talking about the damages here. Rashi, I believe he's saying it's not really the pain. It's just the regular damage. I think that's what Rashi's coming to. He's, com- or he's coming to answer that it doesn't mean tsar over here. It means... Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I need more work on that Rashi to see if that's what Rashi is coming to exclude. Because Rashi, this is just like an injury. He's not stressing the fact that it's the the pain that she had. He, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. Okay, back to the point. Yeah. She said a moment ago on page 47a that there was a pasuk. So how does Rav Shemagam Leel deal with the pasuk if he's saying that the wife is going to split the, uh, the money with the husband? Um, so the pasuk referred to the damage in the children, but this is that we're saying that there's additional damage to her. That, that was referring, there's two parts of this. One is, one is any person that's injured gets, uh, gets paid back for that injury. This, specifically, the Torah was dealing with the children which the husband, first of all, the children were half of the husband. He put the seed in, so they're his, they're his children. He, he's in that loss, uh, and so we needed to know specifically how that's reimbursed. But if she was damaged, it's like any other damage. The, the Pusik was just addressing the loss of the child, and more is mentioning that there's, there's a regular physical damage that the woman has as well.
So she would get sorry pointing that to the Kvoshe. Well, that was Michael's question over here. Was was it? Are we talking about the additional? Those only come from human damages, typically. Yeah. But is, is the um, I don't know. I don't know why the Gemara used that word. I'm thinking that Rashi's getting away from that. That's. But I, I need more time to determine if that's really what Rashi's trying to do. Rashi's short, but he's definitely expressing himself on it. Okay. But we have a contradiction here in Rishim Gamliel between the two cases, whether there is this or not. So he says, Lokasha, Kamla, Kheras, it depends on whether she's already given birth or this is the first time. Uh, if somebody's never given birth, then she's, uh, then you don't know if she's able to give birth. And he says, the, um, uh, they say that it also, the whole thing goes to the husband. How do they know that? My time, because it's not. Because as it said, it says the children come out in a day. She he her. I know she's pregnant. My time Why does it repeat the pregnancy? That that goes to the husband. It goes to the husband. He says it goes to the wife. What does he do with that? He uses it for a different, uh, teach you a different thing. That it's only. Now, the truth is, it's, uh, there are other things that make a woman miscarry besides getting whacked right at the place where the baby is. So he says that this liability for the loss of children is only when it's based her own, um, the only when it, she gets whacked right where the baby is. This, so whole, this whole case and everything must be a, 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 around a woman who hasn't had a baby before. Because otherwise... You wouldn't query her value if somebody had already had a baby a few times. But it, it also seems to be that she's healthy when she's if she's able to have a child and, and she's there's a certain uh, health to that woman who's 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 um, uh, that that at least that signals to us that she's um, she's a fertile. fertile or something. Yeah. 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 So over at Papa Lote he says even though we said it's got a whacker in the stomach, it doesn't mean the stomach. I'll call the Solik Bay. Any place around the slope, any any place along that the belly. But if it just whacks her hand, and because she's so nervous, she goes and loses the baby, that's not, uh, they wouldn't pay for that. In other words, there's other... Uh, we had, uh, my wife was in a traffic accident uh, many years ago, and they sent her, to, and she was pregnant, and they sent her to the hospital to have the kid because of the traffic accident. Uh, why? Because her blood pressure was going up from that. I don't know what the traffic accident did that sent her blood pressure up, or but they just it just she was in her ninth month and they decided that they weren't going to take any chances and so. Preeclampsia. Uh, what they worry about preeclampsia. But would would the traffic accident have caused that or? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, raised my blood pressure. Um, it didn't. It didn't hit the car. And whatever. She was in the car that got a yeah. fender bender. Or whatever. So. Yeah. So yeah. If, certainly, if somebody's foot gets gored or whatever, or hand, so that would that could potentially send her into uh, losing like the kid. Indirect. Kind of that yeah, that's really the question. Yeah. And, 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 and the ox is, is tougher from that. Correct. That's correct. Because in general, damages that you sue for have to be direct. Right. Um, <coughs> so then we get to the second half. Uh, if there's no no man or husband in the picture. So then there's nobody to pay at that moment. What had to have happened was she had a husband and then the husband died. And so the payment would have gone to the husband and now there's no heirs to receive the payment. 
gear, the husband acquired it, the Mesa gear, and once the husband who was the convert died, you can acquire if a person dies without heirs, the property is ownerless. Uh, but if their husband had died, so then it doesn't go to him. Then she gets it. And he's going to have to pay it to her. Um, so basically we're saying that if the payment was owed to the husband and the husband was a convert who died without heirs, then potentially they wouldn't have to pay it because it's ownerless. Whereas if there was no husband when the damage was there, it would have gone to her, and so they still have to pay. That's an expression. Master... Uh, the one who taught this, has a, he has a question for us. Uh, are, are the children, are they like money? Um, and uh, the husband, uh, it's like he acquired this value. That's, uh, the question really here is, there's a loss of value here when the loss of a child. Is this like money that was lost? And it, did the husband acquire this money yet? Like, how did the husband, it's true that the husband implanted the seed and that he has a, and he's certainly going to benefit when she has the children, but is he in possession of them? Like, how, how, do, how is it that they're his? If there is a husband, the Torah sends it in that direction. The Torah says that he's the one who's losing out over here. His potential future family is gone, you know, or this child is gone. Less the Labal, but if there is no husband, uh, lo, then it's not going to go in that direction. What's the question? You give the pain to the woman, and the value of the children to the husband. You give to the heirs. If there's no woman, you give it to her heirs. If she was a maidservant and now she's freed, then they could keep it. So basically you see that you don't have to pay. Would this be any different than the case of our Mishnah, that we learned that the injury took place uh, during the life of the Ger, Umesa Ger, and the Ger died. Here also, maybe the injury took place when he was alive, and now he died. Why did you say the same thing over here? Or, even if it took place afterwards, and you can learn that she gets it. So, uh, you can learn uh, uh, the... Um, uh, we're really dealing with this issue. When is it that it's ownerless and when is it that it goes to her rather than to him? Maybe this is one of the earlier arguments. If a Jewish woman is married to a convert and she gets pregnant. Now here the issue is the, uh, the value of the children belong to the husband. The husband's a convert. And no sin to make what is the gear. So like any husband, if you damage the husband's wife, then the money goes to him. So what about if the husband already died? So there seems to be an argument. What's the argument? That's exactly our argument. Am I allowed to know? That's this argument, whether it goes to the husband or not. You're right like Rabbit is, but is it clearly? Maybe it's a different issue. Uh, whether or not um, it would go to the woman. Even if, if he's alive, the woman has the share of it. It's not just, you can't, the money, you can't say there's no money, that the, the guy doesn't have to pay anything. What about the woman's share? He wants to say if after the husband dies, she's going to get all of it. Um, or, it's really Roshin Gamliel, Kam Bishvach Vlados, Kam Bidmei Vlados. 
One is the increase in value that would have gone to the woman, and one is the increase in value of the future children. If you said one, you would know the other. The increase in value that the husband has, he is connected to, then the the Zoha Bay Bakula. But the increase in value to the woman that wasn't directly to him, that the person who um, uh, lo- the person who owed it would not acquire, and he would still have to pay. Yeah. They're not saying that these two payments are going to go to different places, though, are they? Well, there's the husband and the woman. But the husband and the pregnant. Well, yeah, they would go to different no, places. That's yeah. right. Well, um, isn't that kind of weird? Um, the, the, again, the kid, the children. They, they, he, he's, he's the father, and they would have gone to, they would have been his children, and so the payment for the loss of children goes to him, and but the, but the harm the to her body and the damage, that's, that's that to, her. to her. That goes to her, yeah. Oh. According to that opinion, there's two opinions here. Oh. Boy, I mean, one final thing. Sorry that we have such little time, but we'll, we'll do our best. Boy, I mean, Rev we got one more boy. We jumped into this question. Um, uh, it's a complicated inheritance issue. Um, I, I guess if they had wills in those days, it would have solved a lot of problems. But a gerim that died, uh, they, they say a gear because a Jew is, always has a relative. A Jews always, they're related. If you just go back a certain amount of time, we're, guess what, we're all related. You know, like the, they say like... A, not, we, uh, if you went back two hundred years, we all had the same grandparent, you know, same, you know, grandparents. Or if you did the family trees, we'd all find, you know, uh, at least uh, common uh, common ancestry. But a gear doesn't have the; he'll have no, no, nobody to inherit. So what about? Uh, there's a lot of issues when Gerim died. Who could, uh, who could get the money? And you had people that were professionals waiting for Gerim to die, so they could grab some of that, uh, grab some of that wealth. So, uh, following Hamaxish Tarasu Shogir, somebody grabs the uh, checks that uh, were made out to the gear. So, Mahu, Manda Maxa Bishtara, Daita de Arahuda Maxik, is he thinking I'm getting the deeds? So, I'm going to own this land, and guess what? A bar lo hiksik. You don't acquire the land by acquiring the document. And um, so, in other words, he thought. Let me grab the deeds, and I'm going to be this gear owned lots of property. Let me grab those deeds, and I'm going to be rich. And so uh, the problem is that by acquiring those pieces of paper, he's not going to be he's not going to acquire the land. Uh, that's a little more complicated to acquire the land. But the other question is, does he at least have the piece of paper? So Ubara Halaks Ubishtar, he doesn't even get the piece of paper because he wasn't trying to acquire the lava to Ishtar. Or do you say he was really acquiring both? He wasn't trying to get a bottle cap. An old piece of paper they would use, they wouldn't throw away. It was an old piece of parchment. They would use it as a bottle cap. And so was he, So our, the question is, when we tell him, I'm sorry, all those deeds are worthless, oh, I guess I got a few bottle caps. Was he trying to get, but it still has a value. That's what means like... He had in mind whatever he could grab, he could grab. So even if he won't actually acquire the value of the deed for the property, he'll still own whatever value is in the bottle cap, even though that's so much less than the actual value of the property. Omar Rabba, Master Shogir, you know what? We better stop here from Omar Rabba at the middle of the page. Have a great day, everybody.